0: Metal Mike here, and in this one, I'm joined by my Twitter pal Rob, and together we share our 10 favorite metal albums from 1990. Now, this was not easy, it was a kick ass year for metal, and we go through it all. But first, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube, and consider being a subscriber through Anchor. There's a link in the description below. For $4.99 a month, you can support this show, and in turn, I'll give you access to exclusive content and I'll keep you in the loop through email on upcoming episodes. Now it's time to hear our epic lists with classic sound bites sprinkled in throughout. Check it out. Well, Rob, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, brother.
1: How you doing tonight?
0: I am doing great, man. I'm so glad you're able to join me on this one. 1990. What a year, right?
1: Woo! <sighs> Good times. Long
0: time ago. Wow. What was I, 15, 16 years old? Yeah, wow. Yeah. A long time ago. Let me ask you, and this is kind of where I was at, in 1990, I still really didn't see the writing on the wall. To me, it looked like metal was pretty healthy at this point. You know, I mean, a lot of the hair bands put out some of their best work. Uh, Bands like Priest were getting real heavy again. Uh, Megadeth and Slayer and all these guys were were coming to prominence. I didn't see an end to it. What do you think about it?
1: I, I you know, Mike, I kind of did because a lot of people around me they were kind of moving on to gangster rap. <laughs> I was in the, you know, on the, on the Pacific Northwest, so you know we always were hearing about bands like Soundgarden. And, uh, you know, in, in 1990, like, we're going to discuss Mother Love Bone put their first album out, so that was kind of on everybody's radar. So, uh, you know, uh, music was changing a bit, and it was already starting, you know, a lot of guys went to school and all of a sudden like, oh, you know, that, that glam metal that crap, you know, they were kind of like, uh, you know, not really into it anymore, it was, yeah, I could sense a change. I I stuck with it. I didn't care. But, yeah, you you could sense a change, definitely. It was coming. It was coming.
0: I guess, deep down, I probably was moving on a bit myself because I realized that I didn't get a lot of debut hair model albums uh, especially once you got to, like, the next year, 91. A lot of those debuts that we get all those people talking about, like, you know, Roxy Blue and uh, Wild Side and all that, maybe that stuff went into 92, but I didn't get any of that stuff. So I had kind of moved on to different stuff as well. I think I stuck with, you know, my my homeboys, like Poison and Winger and all these guys, but I wasn't kind of jumping on the train for the, the new artists at that point, you know, if that played that style. So, yeah, I guess I, I was kind of moving on a little bit myself.
1: Yeah, 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 for me too, I mean, by 1990, you know, um, I I started, you know, I was getting into death metal, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, Um, I could easily put a couple of, (laughs) you know, death metal albums on this list here tonight, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was changing, it was changing for me too a little bit, Um, uh, you you know, definitely, but, yeah, this was hard doing this list, man, I tell you, it it was hard, you know what I did, I stuck with glam metal, I'm not even kidding, my list tonight here is going to be all grand metal, sleaze metal,
0: and hard rock, brother. Nice, nice. I've got a couple heavy ones, yeah. but but nothing too crazy. Another thing that that brings uh, you know that comes to mind with with 1990 is look at the touring because you've had some bands that were still on some big, big, big tours in 1990. The Dr. Feelgood tour went into '90. A Hot in the Shade tour really right. peaked in '90. And uh I think even from a touring aspect I didn't see an end to that happening. And I think what was happening too is we were on the cycle. So our eighty eight bands were putting out their albums in ninety, you know. We had just gotten off the, the eighty nine run of bands and then they they were on tour in ninety. So like I said, ninety was still pretty healthy, at least sales wise.
1: It really was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, I saw a lot of concerts in in ninety. And uh, most of those were, you know, sellouts or newer sellouts. But when we got into 91, that's when I noticed. Like when I went to see Cinderella, um, and Slaughter was opening for Cinderella. Man, this was at uh, the arena in Vancouver. And man, oh man, <laughs> you know, 17,000 feet or there was probably 2,000 people there. Wow! And that's even when I noticed in '91, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." You know, the wheels are coming off the bus here, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, there was definitely the bottom fallout in '91, man. So hey, why don't we jump right in? I'm dying to hear, man. What is your number ten? Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number ten for me: Hurricane Alice tear the house down.
1: Nice,
0: nice.
1: Um, I, yeah, I, you know, when I did this list, I basically went, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just picking the stuff I played the crap out of back in 90, and, and, um, this is one of them, I mean, I, I just, I love this album, um, you know, Wild Young and Crazy, Bad to Love, Dream Girl, you know, Tear the House Down, I love the song Too Late, um, yeah, I, I played the crap out of this. Um, it, it, you know, it's kind of one of those hated albums. There, it's like, oh yeah, here comes the D-list band, you know. <laughs> and like that. not for me. And I, I, yeah, I, I played the crap out of it. Loved it. Um, yeah, uh, yep. that's the number ten spot
0: for me. Hurricane Alice. Well, you know, you know that I like that album a lot. It didn't make my top ten. But yeah, I really dig the, the title, or actually, was it the title track? Was that the first single? The title. I liked that one a lot, and uh, I always thought Dream Girl yeah. was a cool ballad. I never was into ballads that much, but I thought he had a really nice bluesy voice, the singer, and yeah, that's a cool album, man.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and I like the fact that the album's not overproduced either. There's a bit of a rawness to it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's what I liked about it, for sure, but uh, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, so I went with uh, most of mine are established bands. I don't know if I have. I think I might have one debut, but I don't want to get. I want to reveal any secrets. I'm just gonna jump in. So number ten, uh, I did. It, <laughs> I went with Against the Law by Striper. Man, I, I love that album. And you know, right. I understand where Michael Sweet's coming from, and I I love Striper's message. But you know, I get that's who they are. But I think it was cool that they took a little detour with the message and the look, and definitely the production. Man, was just off the charts it was it's their best sounding album in my opinion and i really feel like uh it's kind of like it maybe it's not as metal as some of the ones before especially to hell with the devil or soldiers under command but it's really full it's got a it's a full sounding album you know it's a really good sound and uh it's fun and i just dig it man i think it's really uh, i think it's a great album especially those last three tracks they feel the most striperish Like Caught in the Middle, All for One, and uh, Rock the Hell Out of You. Those songs are so cool. And Mm -hmm. Against the Law is great. Two Time Woman. I don't know, man. The whole friggin' album's awesome. So that's my number 10.
1: Yeah, nice. I'm with you on that one. Love that record. Uh, Shining Star is fantastic, too. I love that cover. So good.
0: Yep, yep. It's good stuff. What do you got for your nine? Number nine,
1: I went with
0: Another Day Beauty. Every dog, every dog has its day. Oh, nice one! I kind of um, forgot about that one for this. There's always somebody that you forget <laughs> about, and I, forgot that came out in '90. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, just uh, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, seeing the video for "Come Along," and I was just like, who the hell are these guys? You know, I just thought, oh, this dude's cool. You know, it's got a yep. great voice. Uh, just a killer record. I mean, start to finish. Uh, Come along. Cats got nine. Ring my bell. Mm. Um, you know, spoonful, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, keep me down is awesome. Um, I, I, I love this album again, again, another one I just couldn't get enough of. Just you know, played it over and over again, and and like I said, that's what this list was all about for me. Just you know, what I played the hell out of, and uh, yeah, that's number nine for me.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. I, I love the song Heave Hard, She Comes Easy. I don't know, I always like that song, I think it's a little deeper in the album, but uh. It's a su- You know what was cool About yeah. that album It didn't sound like Any of the other hair bands This one definitely had Like that yeah. 70's vibe You know It was really raw The drums had that Led Zeppelin yeah. type of sound So it really sounded Nothing like Some of the stuff That was coming out In like 89 and 88 So you know Once again That's why I kind of Felt hopeful in 90 I was like Man there's so many Different kinds of styles And cool bands All coexisting But it wasn't Going to last
1: <laughs> Yeah I know. I mean, some of these bands, like Salty Dog, I and mean, I mean Hurricane Alice. I mean, they just came out at a long time. Yep. You know, these yep. albums should have been out in '88 in or maybe early '89. And you know, how many times have we said this? Just yeah. be a different story for them,
0: right? Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So number nine for me is Up From The Ashes, Don Dockin, man. He's got the all-star band. There's so many cool songs yeah. on this one. I, I would have rated it higher, but I feel feel like there's a few sleepers on this one. There's like too many slow tunes, but the songs that are upbeat and, and faster, like I love the song Down In Flames, The Hunger Ends the Album, and uh, Crash and Burn is great. Obviously Mirror Mirror, the single, was awesome. So... I don't know. I kind of wish that was a Dokken album. I would have loved to have seen what, like, Dokken, Up from the Ashes, mixed with, you know, Wicked Sensation from um, Lynch Mob would have been like. But I don't know. It still was a great, right. great album.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I I don't have that one on my list, for sure. But I, I, I definitely like that. And I saw that tour, Nice, actually. I saw that tour. They opened for Poison, uh, Flesh and Blood tour. It was supposed to be Warrant. But uh, I guess there was some... Uh, band friction and that didn't happen so yeah I just donned <laughs> off and stepped in and uh I bought that actually after I saw that show nice and uh yeah I did that album too man that's a cool album cool album
0: yeah definitely what do you have for eight number eight I went
1: Cinderella our first for- put your hands here oh. 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 um oh. yeah oh. yeah this one I think I gotta, be, I gotta admit, when it came out, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a grower. I yeah. mean, it, it was so rootsy sounding, and all the kind of the, you know, the 80, 80 sort of cliche were kind of stripped away, you know, and, mm. and uh, just very, breezy. Uh, and I, I just wasn't ready for it. I was like, what's going on here? You know, like, uh, you know, one for rock and roll. You know, what's that all about? <laughs> that was um, a
0: shocker. It threw on me. To
1: yeah, I was sort of like what is going on here? Like, I, I I don't feel like I'm listening to a grand metal album, you know, it's not what I expected. And uh but it grew on me and I mean the more things change, uh course mm-hmm. Shelter Me, Heartbreak Station, um, yeah, Dead Man's Road, such a cool song. And uh, you know, started a tour and uh they were fantastic. They, they, they well, every time I see Cinderella man, they just killed it live. Kill I learned just amazing. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's my number eight. That uh, yeah, but that was a grower for me. That's why it's kind of down, low, down the eight. You know, it's um, it's not my favorite Cinderella record, but it's definitely worthy of a top ten and ninety for me.
0: Yeah, I honestly that one did not make my top ten. It was very, very close. And what's weird, I'm the opposite of you uh, uh in regards to the how I react to the album. Like I really liked it when it came out and I just remember playing the hell out of it. And then I think over the years like yeah. I don't like it as much as I used to. I feel like they went too far in the blues direction and strayed way too far from like the debut. I like Long Cold Winter better. I like how they they still had that heaviness and there were some metallic sounds, but then they integrated the blues. And then I feel like by the time we got to this one, it was just it was too far in that direction. But still, man, those songs are, are, are so good. Um, there's just so many songs. and uh, But I, I think some of them just don't work for me anymore, so that's why it did not make my list. But yeah, and you're right. And you know... You made a good point about seeing somebody live. A lot of times, that was the thing. It was like, you might have been on the fence about something, and then the minute you saw the tour, I feel like if that was a good live show, you, you were you were, you were buying the album, and you were you were hardcore listening to it. So the live shows uh, and seeing a band on that tour always helped.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. You know what I always cry and made me laugh about this album, too, is you, you look at the album cover, and, and you look at the back with the train track. Yeah. I mean, it, it tells you everything about what you're about to hear. <laughs> it does. Do <laughs> you know when I yep. say that? It's like, yep. you know, yeah, I know exactly what this is going to sound like when I put it on. Yeah, yeah.
0: If they looked like they did at night, songs on the cover, and then you heard what the album really was, you would have been <laughs> really confused. But you're right; they marketed it pretty well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah for sure. That would have been weird. Night song album called it in
0: <laughs> like, the movie. Song pick up some help. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> so, <been> on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, my number yeah. eight yeah. is Tiger Tail's Berserk. And uh, the thing with I mean, Berserk. I didn't even really take that. <laughs> Here's the thing with Berserk. I'll be honest. It took me about. I don't know. It could have took 20 years, I think, for me to get into this album. Um, I don't know why. I got it around when it came out, like on an import cassette or something. But for some reason, I just couldn't take to Kim Hooker at the time. I I thought uh, I just was a Stevie James nut, and I loved that first album. So I kind of like dabbled with this, but then I kind of sat on it. And then, you know, fast forward to maybe like, I don't know. In sometime in the two thousands, maybe two thousand five, two thousand ten, somewhere in there, I started listening to this religiously, you know, just constantly listening to it. And then I started to realize like, wow, what an idiot. This why did I not like this, you know, so you know, back in nineteen ninety, because this <laughs> this album kicks ass. It's like heavy glam, you know? And this is one of those yeah. situations when I go back and think about it. When I talk to um, Jay Pepper, you know, for me, and, and I know you and I like a lot of these same uh, like poppy uh, glam songs. So I love songs on there like Twist cool. and Shake, all these catchy songs. So then I talk to Jay Pepper, and he's like, "No, nah, I like Six Sex, and I like because he likes all the heavy ones, you know." And it was just like <laughs> it was just like, "What's wrong with me, man? Why why did these guys who are like these glam guys like all these wicked heavy tunes, and then I'm the one who's all obsessed with the the pop songs?" But, i don't know i'm a freak what can i say but but yeah it to me this album sounds like a live album like they've got so much reverb on the drums and on the guitar and everything it sounds so damn cool i used to crank that cassette in my car and it just sounded like a concert so i I love the production it's it's not even really produced like a glam album it's produced like a thrash album in my opinion
1: Yeah, and it's it's raw sounding. It's kind of got like the almost too fast for love thing going on. You know what I mean? It's just a very raw sounding. And, uh, you know, sometimes that works. I don't have that album on my list anywhere, but uh, I definitely dig that record, no question. Yeah. Yeah, no question.
0: What do you got for seven?
1: Number seven is one that will not be on your list, I guarantee, based (laughs) on past conversations, but i got to go with it because I played the shit out of it. Ow. I'm Janie Lane. And I'm Jerry Dixon. We are warm. We're Ow, too
0: hot on Hot Seat. This is our new <laughs> video. It's a real lovely, lovely ballad. I hope it never happens to you.
1: <laughs> God!
0: She took my money! She took my heart! Everything!
1: This is called yeah, I Saw so Red. i Pie. Jerry
0: Pye. Yes. Ooh. Yes.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Certain pie, yeah. I mean, what, what what can I say about it? I mean, Uncle Tom's Cabin. I saw red, um, love and stereo, song and dance man. The, my, you know, my biggest problem with this album is why isn't Thin Disguise one of the tracks on here? You know, like I say, take off. You're the only hell your mama ever raised Ooh, and put Thin yeah. Disguise on here. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know why that was like a bonus track or uh, it, it should have been on here. But uh, yeah, I love this record. Um, I, I,
0: I played the hell out of it. And the fact that people hated it, all the more reason I it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. All I, the, I never got into this album for some reason, and I don't know why. Um, there's Okay, sonically, it's a great album. I think it sounds way better. The production mm. is way better than the first one. Uh, the two songs that I love on this one are Mr. Rainmaker and Uncle Tom's Cabin. I, I think those are two of Warren's best yeah. songs. But well, the rest of the album does nothing for me and i've tried and i've tried and pfft, it just is what it is I, you know i just i that's a little gap for me i love the debut i love dog eat dog cherry pie is just that little it's kind of mm-hmm. like a head scratcher i just don't get a lot of it it just doesn't doesn't register to me i don't know why right hey, hey
1: that's just that's the way of it you know um some people some albums just don't click with people i mean i'm the same way like Somebody will tell me all oh, this album is album so often. it's the back door, you gotta you know, listen to it and I put it on, and it's just like, What? Yeah. What are you hearing? You know, and uh totally get it. I totally understand. Absolutely.
0: I liken it to food, you know. You can't really explain why Somebody, you like pizza, but you don't like Chinese food or something. You know, you can't explain it. It's just, you like it or you don't. And, you know, and that's the way it was with an album. You know, you plug it in, you, you play it a few times and it doesn't register, uh, then it probably never is going to. It's just, it's just not for you. You don't understand yeah. the artist's point of view. It's just not registering. So I've been there. We've all been there. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. So for seven.
0: That's right. Okay. What do you got? I got a. Uh, one, two, one, two, Poison by Belbiv Well, wait, wait a minute, that, that's, no, that was my R&B list. Oh, sorry, that was wrong. <laughs> uh, I had to do it. You know, we were talking about some of those ones that were not allowed on this list. So that kind of stuff, not allowed on this list. Okay, so my seven no, no. is an album. I compare this album a lot. It reminds me of Dr. Feelgood a lot. It's very... Single heavy, I call it. It's got a lot of big singles on it. Uh, Stick it to you by Slaughter. Love it, man. Great, great, great album. And the cool here's why I like Stick It to You a little bit better than Doctor Feelgood. Where Doctor Feelgood for me had great singles. The the uh, deep tracks just I don't know just never did anything for me. And with this album, the songs that weren't released are some of the coolest ones. Like Eye to Eye, Desperately, Burning Bridges. I love all those songs, and I love the singles, too. So, for me, it's just... And it's an awesome-sounding album. Once again, sonically, most of these albums are kicking ass. And it's because technology was, was going forward as well. You know what I mean? They could do a lot more tracks. Digital was coming in. And this is one of those albums that just sounds so killer. And it just well-written. Yeah. And I don't think... And you could... Disagree or agree with me? Slaughter never captured this vibe again. You know, what I mean, the next album no. it was a major drop off, and then the next one was a major drop off. So I don't know what it is. You know, sometimes you just the lightning strikes right at the beginning, and that's what it did for these guys. But just a great, great album.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And yeah, the wildlife uh, did not compare. Um, the only thing that annoyed me too about the wildlife, I don't know what they were thinking when it came to the production. Yeah. Oh. I, I, it, it's so wooden sounding, if, if that's a good way to describe it. It just like what's happening? Yeah. it's just ruined the song.
0: Yeah, it I, really yeah. did. It,
1: it,
0: I, I'm with you. I think it should have had the same kind of sound quality as um, the debut. But I think because there were, you know, we're '92 at that point, they were trying to, you know, I don't know if they were trying to play along with what was going on, but it just it didn't work. It did not work, no. And I mean, there's some great songs on there. Yeah. There is. Oh, definitely. Again, It's ruined
1: by poor production. Yeah. Come and I'll stick it to you. It's just not as good.
0: No, it's not, man. What do you got for six? Number six.
1: Oh, here we go. Stream two. Corner Defeat. Ah,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yes, sir. Um, I, you know, when Okay, so more than words. Okay, it, it uh, played to death. I mean, yeah. But there was a time when the album came out, it was just a ballad on the album right. before it became a human kid. And, um, it, yeah, I love this record. I mean, man, I, again, I, I played the hell out of it. Uh, you know, Decadent Dance, uh, When I'm President, Get the Funk Out. Um, you know, I, I love this record. There's... It, it was constant rotation for me. I, I never took it off, man, for for a week. For a week, I, I played this thing. And um, I never expected it to kind of blow up like it did, um, you know, yeah. when More Than Words came out. And it was on the radio and, you know, on much music up here in Canada. And, of course, MTV every, you know, 10 minutes. And you're, oh, my God. You know, I, I think that song was, was a gift for them at the same time it was kind of a curse yeah you know the more than words guy it's like oh no, man these guys really do you know they, they can kick some ass there's no question and i mean Nuno's you know, freaking amazing i mean oh yeah i love listening to that guy play guitar absolutely so yeah that's where i am with number six now for 6
0: What say that one? For that one I never really Was a big Extreme fan And I don't know why Because I have a ton Of respect for them I think they're all talented um, But for some reason It just never Extreme never registered For me And But with this album You're right I remember uh, I don't know I know Decadence, decadence, dance and get the funk out. Those were the first two singles, from what I remember, and they really didn't do anything. You know, they were just typical headbangers ball fair. But man, once more than words came out, and then wholehearted, it was like it was like the album picking up that major steam at the end. And that's not uncommon. That happened with Tesla with um, great radio controversy. Those out, those first singles did nothing. And then "Love Song" was huge, so this sometimes happens. And uh, yeah, they they really got lucky there at the at the end of the run.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, that kind of happened with Guns and Roses too. I mean, Appetite came out; it didn't really do much. Nope. Sweet Child of Mine gets released, and all of a sudden, boom! Yep, thing just explodes. So, yep, yep.
0: yeah, it happens. Uh, number six is a little bit of an oddball one. It's not a hair metal album at all. Um, Last decade, Dead Century from from Warrior Soul. Always was big in the warrior soul, man, and I love Corey Clark. And I feel like at this point, I, I'm I'm getting older. I'm, you know, what I'm getting more rebellious, and I'm liking some of the political stuff. It's making me think. And some of the things he was yeah. saying, I had never heard. I, none of the hair bands really went went to this, you know, this level. You know, songs like "The The Losers" and, and "In Conclusion." Um, we cry out. It's just uh, you know, it was the beginning of kind of a awakening, you know, as as a teenager to like there's you know, there's this whole other world out there. So yeah, it's just kind of one of those ones that just it's not a hair metal album, but I really love the rawness of it. I love what was being said, and I guess it was just real different for me compared to like, you know, and it's real different from something uh like slaughter or any of that kind of stuff I've already mentioned but yeah that was a that was a cool album and uh it was not headbanger's ball but you could tell it really wasn't the typical metal that we were used to but yeah that's a good one i love that one
1: yeah that that is a great record and yeah to your point about you know taking things more serious and, and political you know one of the albums i left off this list but i was going to put it on there was uh, 1990s um, times up by living color yeah you know yep um, I don't know if you ever got into that album at all, but, you know, same deal. A little more serious, yep. a little more, you know, political, you know, and um, same deal, but that Warrior Soul album's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And you know what? I completely forgot about that one.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> was, that's like your salty dog for me. I, I completely, salty dog was like, just <laughs> right over my head on this one. What do you got for five?
1: Oh, you ready? We're in the top five this now. Is,
0: this is the serious shit
1: now. I went, this is serious now. We're getting, we're getting the nitty gritty. Uh, my number five is, uh, Detonator by Rock. Ooh, Detonator by um, Yes, sir. I, you know, I remember when this came out, I didn't hear anything off it. I didn't hear any songs on the radio, mm-hmm. nothing. I just, I, I remember going to the music store and there it was sitting on the shelf on cassette. set. I was like, a new Rock album? Okay. So I grabbed it. Take it home and uh, put it on, and yeah, fell in love with it. It's actually one of my favorite rap records. Mm-hmm. I, I love shame, shame, shame. Loving you, the dirty job, scratch that itch, one step away. Heads I win, tails you lose. Mm-hmm. You know, giving yourself away. I love this album. Um, I, I, I actually I had it up higher than five, but um, uh, there was something about the next four that kind of made me go, mm, okay, what did I play more? Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah.
0: What I remember about this one, I remember, this is like a big blur because they feel like they all came out around the same time, but I definitely felt like Against the Law, Detonator, and Empire, just all right around the same time. I remember buying those albums uh, all probably within the same few days, uh, you know, days within each other. And, it's hard back in the day when you used to do that because you didn't have a lot of time to uh, just hang out with one album for a couple of weeks because you had three brand new ones, you know, and you're shuffling through to try to try to figure out, you know, how you're going to balance your time. Listen, to all these albums. So but with detonator. OK, I got mixed feelings on detonator and I'm going to try to explain where my mixed feelings come in. I really, really, really liked reach for the sky. I don't know. A lot of people don't like yeah. Reach for the Sky, but I love Reach for the Sky. I think every song is really cool. It just... Mm-hmm. it just, I love it. And the, here's the problem that I had when it came out, and this is the problem that I have with it today still, is that Desmond Child influence, to me, creates an album yeah. that almost any band could could play. And it happened with Alice yeah. Cooper. I'm not a big fan of, of Trash. Uh, it's happened, you know, with other right. artists. That's an album that I felt like... Rat lost some of their identity. Rat is great, and sometimes you do need that songwriter. But that's the only, that's my only gripe. And and today you're right. I like you know I like a lot of those songs that you mentioned. I like the singles and whatnot. But that's my only gripe. Is I feel yep. like it's just it's that Desmond Child songwriting stuff that and it doesn't it just kind of all sounds the same. Like I said, I, those songs could have been on the Alice Cooper album and the, and vice versa. That's the only thing I don't like about it.
1: Yeah, and he's all over this, too. I mean, he even produced this thing under the name Sir Arthur Payson. Um, But yeah, he's all over this thing. And, 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 you know, I agree with what what you're saying. Definitely, uh, he's all over it. I mean, every song has his touch. Um, And uh, you know his production sound, that's for sure. Yeah, You know something he's produced.
0: And the funny thing was is that, like, Rat is is going for this, you know, the outside writer and, and having him produce... But it really didn't work. It, it wasn't a big album compared to uh, a lot of the other no. stuff that was out. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of weird but but giving yourself away that's a great song like when I, I went back and I listened to that quite a bit before I talked to Stephen whenever I talked to him. I don't remember. maybe it was earlier this year I can't it's all blurred uh, Rob I can't remember but but uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember <laughs> listening to that album again. And especially that song, I watched the video. It was like a Japan-only video or something. And I was like, this is a really great song. So, really great song. I don't know if it's a really great rat song, but but it's a really great song.
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, do I have to do my five now? You're I get, up next. You're up next. I'm, I'm, up, I'm up next. Okay. Uh, this one was, you know, I was torn on this one because I got... Mixed feelings on this album too. The number one rock track of the year is "Silent Lucidity" from the double platinum selling album Empire. Uh, I got uh, Empire from Queensrÿch as number five because you know it's it's not it's, it has that same kind of characteristic that um, Stick It To You has. It's got uh, once again I. I didn't write this down, but I want to say there, half the album was released as a video, and I don't know how it was in, in Canada, but, I mean, American Radio and MTV beat the shit out of Jet City Woman, Another Rainy Night Without You, you know, Silent Lucidity, obviously. Yeah, so, yes. so this album, you know, was getting hammered on radio, and some of those songs, I might not really want to hear that much anymore, but I've got to take it for the context of when it came out, not, you know, what happened after the fact, and it's a great album, and i I'm so glad that they didn't try to recreate operation mind crime you know that's what was so cool about queens right back in the day is that they kept you guessing you know well you go back from the warning to here every album is completely different sounding it has different lyrical vibes uh musical vibes uh you never know what you're going to get the image always changed and it made it exciting. So it's cool, and, and I'll always love Operation Mindcrime and probably will always look at that as one of their best. This is pretty damn good, man. Exactly. Like, Best I Can, yeah. Empire. Um, is there anybody listening? Once again, even though it wasn't super. Bella pretty, Brown. Yeah, that's a super, that's a pretty political song. Makes you think about stuff and question things. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a great album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the title track, Empire. I mean, I think that was the first single I heard off that.
0: Album and yeah, damn, that was a great song. I'm kind of concerned because at this point, you and I have no uh, crossover. We have not picked any of the same albums, and I know that you and I like a lot of the same music. So I'm, I'm curious to see where if if we're going to at least get one before this thing's over with.
1: Well, guess what? (laughs) Ask me what my number four is. What's your four? You ready? Yeah. Number four. Driver
0: against the wall.
1: Ah, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> finally you know you know it's coming at some point yeah yeah alright what I mean what can I say I mean you've already said it I mean uh, I, uh, Michael Sweet doesn't like this album I, I don't care Michael I don't <laughs> care man I don't know what you're thinking I really don't I mean against the law two time woman rock the people I mean I love every song on this album that shining star um, that's a great track. Yep. Uh, Lady is a great ballad. Rock the hell out of you. I mean, Michael's voice on this thing, on two bodies, one mind, one soul. Whew, I mean, that's something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love this record. So there we go. There we, we go. Finally, have one of the same.
0: Now, I was a little disappointed when you told me that you were kind of just going to do hair model because I know that you like. Like you said, you like death metal, you like thrash metal. I was kind of hoping you were yeah. going to bring in some of that, because I only brought brought in one album. A lot of them, and maybe when we're done, we'll talk about some honorable mentions, and I think we probably could have did yeah. a thrash list, right? Because 90 was a freaking monster of a year for thrash albums. But there was one yeah, it that was... was Undeniable, I mean, I would, I couldn't have keep it off my list. The band's lineup is nearly as volatile as the politics they sing about. Mustaine and bassist Dave Ellison have gone through half a dozen guitarists and drummers in just a few years. The latest recruits are guitarist Marty Friedman and drummer Nick Menza. And that's uh, Rust in Peace by Megadeth. I had to have that on there because, right. to me, that's when Megadeth started making sense to me. Like I had, uh, at least the two prior to this one, and I liked certain songs, but I didn't li- ever like any of them as a complete album. When I bought this one, though, I was like, yeah, man. With this lineup and these songs, it's just so damn good. And even, now this is one of those ones where the singles don't get old. Holy Wars never gets old. Hangar 18 doesn't get old. Uh, I mean, obviously, Take No Prisoners, uh, Eye of the Tornado, Dawn Patrol. I mean, it's just a sick album. I'm, I'm a bass player, so I, I love the bass on this album. And it's just I don't yeah. know. Every song is good, and they all fit together. You know, it's like one of those. It's a cohesive album where I feel like I love "Against the Law" by Striper. But there's parts where it's kind of like, are we the new Striper or are we the old Striper? They don't know. You know, I mean, they're kind of teetering back and forth. Where this is just a yeah. solid in the zone effort that is consistent all the way through. And uh this was the yeah. basically for me. This was like when Megadeth really started to make sense to me. So
1: yeah. Well, funny story about that album, there there was a guy I knew, um, you know, back in junior high school when that album came out, and he was all death metal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about glam metal or anything with him, forget it. Um, And and he would always call, like, flash music, oh, it's primitive. It's primitive. You know, he was into, like, bolt thrower and death and obituary. And and I got um, Lost in Peace by Megadeth. I said, no, 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 take this home, man. Here, you can borrow it off me. Take it home try it out. No, no, no. So I finally convinced him and he took it home and he, you know, he brought it back the next day and he's like, holy shit, man. I, that was awesome. You know, like mm-hmm. he was just stoked about it. He freaking loved it. You know, it's like, oh, not so primitive now, is it? You know, oh, no. he was all over it. I never forgot that story. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as far as the thrash, When we get into honorable mentions, that's where I'm going to
0: tap into that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, nice. I got some, too, because like I said, (laughs) I was starting to get into thrash probably around 89, maybe even before that but but, but it was sparing like I know I had Anthrax Among the Living around when it came out but then but it was only that you know I didn't yeah. have a lot because that one made sense because Joey kind of had that voice that was familiar to, to me for somebody who listened to like glam metal and that kind of stuff but then I think once we got right. to this point I was listening to a lot of thrash but I'm getting off topic so um what is your three that's a number three <laughs> there's magic something to believe in from their album
1: Flesh and Blood, this is Poison. Everybody's favorite, band Number three, I put Flesh and Blood by Poison. Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Um, yeah. I, I mean... I, what can I say? Valley of Lost Soul. They got mm-hmm. serious. You know, they got they got blue here. I mean, the transition from look what the catch ride did, you know, nobody realizes it that this album, you know, it's, it's huge. Yep. And, um, you know, I mean, it's found like Something to Believe in, uh, Ride the Wind. I mean, sure, yeah, there was on Skinny Pop, but, you know, times were still fun in 1990s, so, yep. you know, we still wanted to smile at that time. And, uh, you know, The Bad of Life Goes On. I love CeCe's solo on that. Oh
0: yeah!
1: Yeah. So great record, great record. Poor boy blues. Love that song. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Number three.
0: Well, maybe that one is on my list somewhere. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to give it away. Uh, My number three is (laughs) different though. Um, I went with. uh, Hi, this is Kip Winger
1: and Red Beach from Winger, and we're going to be your hosts this time on Headbangs Ball.
0: In the Heart of the Young by Winger. I, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize oh. how much I love this album until I started doing this list. And I'm looking at the songs, and I think it's great, man. It's like uh, it's cool because I think the album starts off, and Winger is kind of doing their typical thing. You know, they got their pop metal songs that would fit with all the other bands that were out. You know, you got your ballad "Miles Away," but then as the album progresses, what right. w- w- they them as well. They're getting into more mature and more complex stuff like The Day We'll Never See, even Baptized by Fire, that that thing that Red Beach does in the beginning. I mean, there's some sick, sick I
1: like that crazy.
0: musicianship yeah. on this whole album. And a lot of people just want to base it on Can't Get Enough or whatever, you know, fine. But you've got to listen to the whole album. Uh, because, like I said, there's some really, really cool, mature stuff on this album. So, and and hey, man, Bo Hill said yeah. this is the most talented band he's ever worked with. So, I, I don't, I, I got, I got Bow in my corner on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, he's he's right. Yeah, and I, I I love that album too. I mean, it's definitely over in my you know honorable mentions. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, great record. I mean, like you said, like Baptized by Fire is amazing. Uh, um, yeah. You know, again, not a huge ballad guy, but I mean, I love Miles Away. I think that's a really cool track. It is. Easy come, easy go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Great album. It's,
0: and it's and great. my wife loves this album, So, and she loves Winger. So, I mean, if I didn't put this on there, Lori would, would be really upset with me. <laughs> right, Lori? <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you have? What's your two, man? Oh, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Number two. Water, stick it to you. Ah, there we go. See, I knew, it. yeah, there we go. I knew that, I was like, man, this has got to be on his list. Come on. <laughs> uh,
1: well, the thing was, it was number one. Wow, okay. It was number one. Yeah, Mike, I, I wore the letters off the cassette within a couple <laughs> weeks, man. I mean, yeah. I would put it on. And, and started over again. I mean, eye to eye, burning bridges up all night. Yep. Spend my life. I mean, she wants more. Fly to the angel. I mean, this album's just loaded. I love desperately. That's a great track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You are the one. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, and, and yeah, I got the chance to see them twice. Yep. Um, on this tour for this album. So, and they were solid. No question. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you were saying earlier about the wildlife, I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It just
0: wasn't the
1: same. No. It you know, wasn't the same.
0: You know what I want to mention? That, yeah. and I do I want to get your take on this. I forgot to mention this when I mentioned this album. Slaughter uh, was able to pull off what Vinnie Vincent Invasion could not. And you know I'm a big Vinnie Vincent fan, and I think All Systems Go is great. Yeah. But I want to say from a appeal to, like, the... the, the the world, you know, like a mass appeal, and with a production standpoint, this album blows away all systems go. It- and with us right now, we've got Mark Slaughter and Dana Strum from the band Slaughter. Hey, you, Rick? Hi, hey, guys. You, Rick? Now, hey. a lot of you people out there might remember these guys from
1: the Vinnie Vincent invasion.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And now you guys are on your own. they the new thing. What made you decide to go on your own?
0: Uh, musical differences and... Uh... I just like to wish him the best and General, you know, we're just, really we're, wanting to rock yeah we wanted to, we wanted to get a band of camaraderie and have everybody you know off. if one you one want to gauge all. it on those factors you know what I mean uh, we didn't need a bunch of oh, yeah. hodgepodge fast playing and all that bullshit that Vinnie Vincent does we just needed good songs well produced you've got the right front man he's got the yeah. look he's got the sound um, yeah I think, I think Vinnie Vincent was holding Mark Slaughter back for sure
1: Oh, no question. No question. Yeah. I, I mean, this, I mean, this buries all systems go. I mean, it's not even a competition. Right. I, you know, I dig all systems yeah. go. It's a great, I mean, it's a cool album, but I mean, not compared to this, nope. you know, and I mean, you could tell. I mean, let's be honest. There is. So, you know, Chrysalis threw a lot of money at this album. Yeah. They really did. I mean, they threw a lot of money at the studio and, 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 and made sure these guys put out a well-produced, you know, album. And uh yeah, just, just solid, just solid. I, I mean, you know, all these years later, I, I'm still not sick of it. I could put that album on anytime, a okay? yep. And, and still love it as much as I did way back in 1990. So,
0: And you know what's cool is that that one song I think it's is it um, oh she she wants more or she wants money what's that what song am I thinking of yeah it's funny when she's talking they're talking about the she
1: wants money is right
0: oh that's right (laughs) it's talking about the the girl going out and spending all the money on the credit cards man you'd think that would be dated but that hasn't changed no. Uh, it's just weird how it's no, a certain it does not <laughs> alright man so here's my number two it's de- definitely one that you had yeah. on your list I got flesh and blood man I, I think this is um, I think this is Poison's best album it, like I said, a lot of maturity, the playing is great. You mentioned a lot of the songs that I like. A couple that I really like, actually one that you didn't mention that I really like is uh, Life Loves a Tragedy. I just think that is such a, it's it's a deep song, but it also is, is fun. You know what I mean? It's hard, to, only Poison could pull that off. So yeah, great stuff, man. Great stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a great track. Yeah, that's a great album. And, I, you know, I remember getting that in the summertime, too. And and that's what it makes me think about. You know, I go back to the, the, the summer of 1990 when I got that, when I got Flesh and Blood. And it's just like, yeah, you know, like, when you're thinking about the summers of your youth, and mm-hmm. you know, you can attach an album to it. It just sticks with you over the years, right? So, um, yeah, great choice there.
0: Yeah, I saw that tour. Uh, like I think you did too, but I saw I saw it before the shakeup with Warrant. So I saw I saw Warrant with poison. Uh, so that that was a really cool yeah. show. That was a great show. All right, this is uh, this is make or break now, man. What's your number one?
1: Woo. Are you ready? I'm ready. Big drum roll. Big drum roll. My number one. Blackout in the red room. I love hate.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. You are you were ready for that? Nope. Mine, mine blown right there. Mine was blown.
1: <laughs> oh, Mike, what can I say? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> whew, I love this album. Um, first time I saw the video for Blackout in the Red Room, I was like, okay, I got to go get this now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. Um, again, another one of those ones where I just wore out the cassette love this record blackout in the red room rocket rock queen um what do you think they call it dope fuel the run she's an angel mary Jane. straight jacket slutty tipsy i mean yeah just just you know one of my favorite all-time call it what you want hard rock heavy metal squeeze metal glam metal whatever you want to put label you want to put on it i just yeah i love it absolutely love it it's just, it's raw. I love Jimmy's voice. Um, yeah, that's it. What else can I say? That's
0: my number one. Well, I'm glad that you pulled one out of, you know, left field because uh, I felt like what I did, I did an 89 list a couple of weeks back and I put Loudness Soldier of Fortune yes. as number one and I think people were like, WTF, you know what I mean? What the hell? So so, so <laughs> I did. I was like what? <laughs> right. And I love it. And you gotta stand by what you love, man, when it comes to your music. This, and I'm gonna be honest, this yeah. was an album when it came out, I didn't get it. Like I, I, I didn't understand these guys. I, I didn't really care for his voice. Uh it just wasn't registered yeah. with me. And then um I talked to him a few months back, and I went back and I listened to Love Hate, and I was like, this is great. whatever feelings i had before were gone so it is kind of funny to see how your tastes change uh over the years you know you don't know what it is why you don't like something you know 20 30 years ago but now today you like it so i thought it sounded great and i I would like to get you know kind of give it a chance and and really you know get to know that album um but my number one is it's a little heavier but it's not too heavy We made a killer metal album, the best one we've ever made to date, and we're really excited about it. It's Painkiller by Priest. Yes, there you go. Uh, This one for me, (laughs) yeah. I think that with this one, it was like, I probably got really into Priest at Turbo, and I kind of was just Mm -hmm. following the trajectory. So I had Turbo, thought it was pretty cool, got It down, thought that was pretty cool, it was a little heavier. And I think we get to this point, and we're we're building off that momentum, and we're just out of control, man. They got Scott Travis with all that friggin double bass, Rob's doing all the you know the crazy screams and I think what's weird I don't want to get I'm not trying to get deep here, but I feel like this kind of album is kind of like where I'm at in general with music, you know I love and people don't get right. know this about me but i I really do gravitate toward heavier music. I don't really. Always gravitate toward softer or glam or pop music. I really do like heavy music, and I like heavy music attached to really well-written songs. Um, so I feel like this is where we've got that perfect marriage, you know, heavy-ass songs with well-written songs, you know, all together. And there's just so many cool ones, ones that you don't even hear a lot about, but like one shot at glory all guns blazing when he does that Mm. screaming all by himself when he's doing the, the vocals, Um, you know, and obviously painkillers, just ridiculous, you know, and and maybe the guys were, were taking a, uh, borrowing a little bit from Slayer on some of the solos and stuff they were doing, but whatever, man, they, they, they invented that shit and Slayer kind of stole it from them anyway. So I think that, uh, any things they took from other people or the stuff that somebody probably took from them, (laughs) it just made it heavier anyways. But uh, now concert wise, I saw this tour. I saw Operation Rock and Roll. Yep. I don't know if this came to Canada or mm-hmm. not, but I mean, dude, it was the sickest tour ever. It was... um. Uh Metal Church, Dangerous Toys, Motorhead, Alice Cooper, and Judas Priest. And I think this was in ninety-one. Yeah. But uh I think at that point I was into the album, but this was like once again, I had it and I and I was into it. But once I saw it live with that huge metallic stage, lasers, motorcycles, you know, it was just, you know, over, man. I, I freaking yeah. I love it to this day. And it's probably an album, I think too, and we and with this list, this whole list proves this. If an album is really good, It'll just last forever. You know what I mean? There's some of those ones where mm-hmm. eh, I liked it in '88, but I don't like it today. You got we got a lot of those, but "Painkiller" is not yeah. one of those. You know, it's just it's just stellar.
1: Oh yeah, and I remember the first time seeing that. Uh, it was the debut for the video of "Painkiller," yeah. and I, I remember sitting there thinking, okay, so you know, what's this going to be like? Another you know, primal guidance or you know, another <laughs> yeah. ram it down type song? Yeah. And when that song kicked in I was what the hell is happening right now like yep. it just blew me away holy shit um yeah amazing record that's a great number 1 definitely
0: You know what's sad about Ram It Down is that Ram It Down received really no promo from the record label i want to say the only video they did was for johnny be good for that stupid movie and and i don't necessarily hate johnny be good but it's not representative of what the album's about you know what i mean and i don't know why they never did like they should have did they probably could have did like a painkiller type video for something like ram it down the song because it's a pretty heavy ass song um and there's so many I, i actually like ram it down quite a bit and uh I don't know. Yeah, they dropped love the ball. Skies, that's a great track. Oh, it's ridiculously good, man. Yeah. There's just yeah. so many good songs. They totally boned it on that album, but man, they really the promotion and the songs and the times, yeah. it was all spot on. So let's hear about some of your honorable mentions and whatever you want to throw out there. Sure. Uh, you probably are going to throw out a lot of the same ones that I'm going to throw out there, but what do you got for some of yours that almost made it but didn't? Well... Like I said, I
1: went all glam because you are the 80s <laughs> glam cast. Correct. <laughs> so correct. Went, okay. I'm going to, and I needed to make this easier on myself because yep. it was way too hard. And I was just like, okay. So for me, Mike, as you know, and you, you know, you've seen me post it on Twitter, I am into the heavier stuff. Yep. So I kept all that for my sort of honorable mentions. Yep. So I got Tracks," Persistence of Time. Yep. Um, I got "Seasons in the Abyss" by Slayer, great album. Um, "Rest in Peace" by Megadeth definitely has to go on there, and of course "Painkiller" by uh Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. And I got to show love to my Canadian boys in Annihilator for yeah. "Never Never Land." Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, and um, so that's you know more the heavier stuff. Now the, the stuff I kind of honorable mentions on the you know sort of. Getting back to the glamier stuff Um, Again, My Canadian Boys and Killer Dwarfs Dirty Weapons Fantastic album Um, I do have Heart of the Young by Winger on here Um, I got the Firehouse debut Yeah Was an honorable mention Yeah Yeah. And uh, Baton Rouge, Shake Your Soul Um, (laughs) I don't know if you ever heard that album Never got into that that
0: Never got into that For some reason No
1: Yeah and uh, one that I thought was going to be on your list, I, I'm a little shocked. I thought it was going to be on there at the Heaven's Edge debut.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought for, I thought Mike's going to pick, he's going to pick Heaven's Edge somewhere in his list, I nope. know. But uh, yeah, so I put that on there. Great record.
0: Yeah, that was, that was, on, that was in the contention. You know, it was there. Uh, but I think, I let, I'll be honest, I was, I, I was off from work one week uh, not that long ago And I was doing some housework And I listened to it And I think there's some Really super strong songs But then there's some other ones That are kind of Typical fair For um, You know Like bad reputation it, That's like a song That's on every yeah. hair band's album You know what I mean So it was yeah, like It's yeah. just like That song actually annoyed me Yeah <laughs> So it It just wasn't a good complete album effort so that one did not it just didn't make it up to some other things i got some oddball honorable yep. mentions so one album yep. that i just couldn't put on i wanted to but i i just got into pretty maids more like in recent times i don't know why they just skipped me and oh. i love i love jump the gun but i just i think probably mm-hmm. getting into it so late and i've spent so much more time with those other albums you know um i i like no prayer for the dying Uh, 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 Megadeth. Yeah, Iron Maiden. Um, I think that's a great album. I don't know. I didn't like it so much when it came out, but then years later, I think that's a pretty. There's some really cool songs. I like. I like. I like when Maiden's a little bit simpler. I don't like super long songs in general, so I feel like they kind of got back to basics for that one. So I do like that. Um, I also had Never Never Neverland. I had Rat Detonator at Heartbreak Station for the glam stuff as honorable mentions. So mm-hmm. here's two that I'm surprised you didn't mention. I love Horoscope by Overkill. Oh yes, Yep. yep. I got. I love that one. Yeah, uh, that was love so it. close. Love it. That was that was. I can't. Yeah. That almost made it. And then of course Cowboys from Hell. I don't think. I think Vulgar Displays a little bit better than Cowboys from Hell, and I feel feel like that's when Pantera really comes into their own. You know, but um, Cowboys from Hell mm-hmm. is still pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, and it was there. I, I Again, I have it written down here, like, uh, you know, and I do have Horoscope by Overkill written down here. and I, I just didn't, like I said, I was going for stuff that I just played the living crap out mm-hmm. of. You know what I mean? And, yep. and those albums, I just didn't. I just didn't. They were there. I played them. I love them. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't play the crap out of them. Yep,
0: yep. And a couple ones that I wrote down, I think I might have just wrote these like last minute today because I guess I wasn't, clear that uh King Zach's Faith Hope Love was released in 90 for some reason I was thinking it was 89 but that's a really cool album and I mm. really liked that album when it came out because once again I feel like I was starting to get into like the Beatles and different stuff so I thought it was cool how there was like a metal Beatles and I loved how they had more than one vocalist how um you know the bass player and the guitar player both sang, so that's a really cool album. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother Love Bone yeah. was was cool, man. That was yeah. that was some good stuff. You know, I don't know if it fits in with our list here today, but but that was that's a pretty damn cool album. And uh, of course, Facelift. Yeah. You know, even when you know, if you watched Headbangers Ball in '90, you would have seen all this shit together. So I, I guess I was kind of hoping. All this stuff could exist in the same sandbox, you know what I mean? But it just it didn't really? work that way. But if for but in 90, we saw that snapshot where everybody could coexist. Slaughter and Allison Chains and Mother Love Bone and Priest and all these guys could be on the same show and you know, it all worked for that one year and then it was over in 91. It was done. It was, yeah. it was starting to, start, at least starting yeah. to fall apart.
1: And it was the same way um, here in Canada because you had the Headbangers Ball. We had the Pepsi Power Hour
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, on Much Music. And it was the same way. All these bands just kind of uh, coexisted. And, you know, you could all oh, have some of that. No, I'll have some of that. You know, you, mm-hmm. you could get into all these bands. And then all of a sudden, this, like, this, this, almost like this segregation thing happened where it was like, oh, you can't listen to those bands anymore because they're not Nirvana and they're not from Seattle. And what? What is happening here? Like, you know, all of a sudden somebody's, somebody's deciding what we're going to listen to. What's the rock and roll about that? When did these rules come into play? Like it made no sense to me.
0: No. All right, man. Well, hey, you have a good week. And I'm sure I'll be talking with you and, and interacting with you on Twitter. Absolutely, brother. You take care. Thanks, man. All Well, that was a fun one. I hope you enjoyed it. Lots of cool episodes are on the way. Subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And, of course, Rock On!